When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk for me, as always, is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hey, Richie. How are you? Very well, mate. Today, we'll get over to the newsroom. We'll have special guest Nathan Chapman on to talk about a Michigan satellite camp, which is coming to Melbourne. Very exciting news. And a little bit of breaking news. A little bit of breaking news as well. Pull back the curtain. We've already recorded that. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to take a look at... All the Australians, how they've gone, where they're sitting right now, the ones that are already on rosters, the ones that are in camp. Uh, we'll touch on each one and sort of give a bit of a prediction whether we think they're going to make it or not make it. James, it is our 45th episode. We are almost a year old from when we started. Wow. We get in there. That's incredible. Does that mean we've made it? I don't think so. Can We're in I the downstairs make- studio, so of course we've made it. Can I make a t-shirt saying, I made it, mum? <laughs> I actually hope you do. Yeah, feel free. Okay, I'll free. Anyway, newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Negotiations between the New York Jets and quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick are fizzling. Owner Woody Johnson says both teams need to come together to resolve this. It's going to happen. <laughs> They're going to suck. <laughs> Seriously. I can't believe they're having this much trouble signing a quarterback that no one else wants. There is no one lining up for this guy. Yeah, that's probably the part I don't understand either. Do you know why they're having so much trouble though? Because he's rich. <laughs> he doesn't need it. He's well. The Bills paid him that ridiculous contract. And he screwed them. He's come off, and he did the same thing when when he played for the Bills. He had that one good season, got the massive contract. Does it sound familiar? He's had one good season. Yeah, like um, Flynn style. Yeah, it, it, seriously, this is what he does. He he has no interest from anyone else, yet he's extorting another team, because he's extorting the Jets because they don't have anyone else. They stuffed up on draft day by not taking a good quarterback because Mettenberger is not ready to go, and I know it's not Mettenberger. That's his name now. No, it's not. It is. It's so, not. Stop doing it. It pisses me off. It'll annoy you. And I'm going to do it even more. Getting names wrong is Kandichi. my thing. Yeah, you get that one right. Robert Condici. He's okay. Look, the bottom line is, if they don't get a deal done, they're going to suck. They don't want to start... Who? Who don't they want to start, Rich? Christian Hackenberg. (laughs) They don't want to start Hackenberg. Uh, They want to rest him for it. They want to sit him for a year, if possible. So getting Fitz to a one-year contract is ideal. But he wants starting quarterback money, top elite quarterback money in... I don't know. At some point, someone's gonna something's gonna give. He's either gonna end up signing at a spite to someone else as a backup, or they'll they'll meet him where he wants to go. But I don't know. I, I don't know who Do you know is he, more in the wrong. Who <laughs> if it's him or the Jets? Yeah. Like who wants someone that badly? Say see you later. I couldn't help myself. I went and looked up his career cash earnings, not it's contract a lot. earnings. It's a lot. 
Do you know what it is? No, but it's a lot. It's $39 million. Yeah. In 2011, he earned $13 million from Buffalo. Yeah. He got $8 million the following year. God. he's He does not need to play next season. If he doesn't play, it's not going to affect his life or his financial life in any way. I just think the Jets are mad. Let him walk. If he just doesn't, if he if he wants more, just just let him go. Say, yeah, no worries. Go sign somewhere else. He'll either not play for anyone, or he'll come to the party at some point. Someone's got to pull the trigger now and walk away. Um, and the Jets just the Jets are going to suck. I don't think the Jets are going to be good at all. They've lost their running back. They've got no starting quarterback at this point. We'll see what happens. In true. Off-season style Ram safety TJ McDonald's arrested on suspicion of DUI while driving around in LA. Nothing's been announced yet, but nothing. There's no good news in the off-season, and we're now now that the draft is is done and dusted, we're into the off-season. Uh, hopefully, the suspicion isn't correct, but it, if it's being reported, it normally is. I get a suspension coming his way. Melvin Gordon reportedly underwent microfraction knee surgery during the week. Yeah, I, I hate these stories. After someone has a bad season, oh, I had to have surgery. Right, right. Everyone plays with injuries at, at that level. No one's you know healthy at all times. I don't think it's an excuse. And in saying that, Nort he did state this isn't an excuse. It's just something I need to do. But it's as if the Chargers are trying to make it an excuse. He's got something to prove next season, being an early first round pick. Um, we'll see what he's got. Hopefully, this uh, microfracture surgery gets him where he needs to get. Tony Romo looking good after surgery comeback. You want to comment on that one? Oh, he'll be fine. There's no doubt about that. He's going to be absolutely fine. Um, just they've got to keep him upright. And they've got the best O-line in the league, so if anyone can do it, it's them. Um, do you love the Jared Haynes story? No, that's why I skipped it. <laughs> you didn't want to, do you want to take that one? We're going to talk down? about him anyway later, so we'll talk oh, about him then. So we have to. My, my, uh, the last one I want to touch on before we get out of the newsroom is my, <laughs> my favourite. Brandon Browner is going to play hybrid safety... For the Seahawks. Now, this hybrid role will be committing pass interference on one side and defensive holding on the other side. So what they're going to use him as, I'll go into a little bit more context as Richie, uh, or detail, I should say. They're going to use him as the third safety. So when they're in their base packages, they're going to have, obviously, all Thomas and Cam Chancellor. But what they like to do is to move Cam Chancellor down into a nickel linebacker role where he basically plays as the second linebacker in the nickel. Um He'll then move in and play strong safety in those situations. I certainly think it's better than having him playing cornerback because that's where he struggled last year. The Seahawks don't make many bad moves on defense, or they haven't over the past few seasons. So we'll see how it works out. I still think he has something to offer going back to Seattle. I thought it was a good signing for basically nothing. If he's not good, they can just cut him. But it'll be interesting to see how he takes on that new role. He'll basically be playing in that that deep uh, two that deep two man shell. So we'll see how it works. He's awful. Coming up next, <laughs> we have a quick chat with Pro Kick Australia's Nathan Chapman. And joining us now from Pro Kick Australia is Nathan Chapman. Chappy, how are you, mate? Good, going great. Now you put a lot of excitement into the uh, gridiron community today when you announced that you were running a camp with Michigan. Wolverine coaches, mate. Tell us about it. How to come about? Oh, look. To be honest, I mean, it's something we've been, you know, sort of hoping that um, could have come about from a long time ago. Um, but it's, you know, now with um, the recruiting season on and all of the guys sort of um, 
out and about on the road, we sort of put it to them to say, hey, listen, we've got more than punters and kickers out here. And because we've got a connection to, you know, the coaches at Michigan through Blake O'Neill, it's just a matter of, you know, we've, we've got athletes. We just knew that we had to get them seen. So, um, you know, we put a proposal to them. They, they ran it through the NCAA and said, yep, this is, this is something that can be done. And is this something you want to expand pro kick with? Do you want to start putting it out to uh, skill positions, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, all that kind of stuff? Hey, do you know what? It's, it's a really weird one. That's not our specialty. We're not going to say that we're um, elite coaches in that position. We, we want to make sure that we stick to what we're good at from, from our point of view. But that's not to say that if we aren't in a position to bring out coaches to look at the talent, that we shouldn't try and make that happen so that kids and young men within Australia get the opportunity. So, you know, there, there's, there's options that can, you know, can be done and, if it gets more guys interested in the game, then I think we should look at it. And, th- and that's what we're doing. Again, this has got nothing to do with you know, us saying we want to train guys individually at Pokey. Um, we just know that this is an opportunity where it's, it's, it's the right thing for us to do. Sounds fantastic, mate. Can you tell us a little bit more about the day, how it'll work, um, and what people who want to go along to the camp can expect? Um, well, what's going to happen is um, from... From here on in, we're going to probably announce a few you know, things over the coming week when the coaches get used to um, you know, giving their information about, about who's coming. And then we're going to, uh, I guess, feed that information on. But in essence, from what we can gather currently, is the coaches are here to coach. It's a skill session. So we'll have you know, linemen coaches and linebackers and running backs coaches or you know, being able to pass on their technical stuff. So from, from our point of view, unless we're told differently, we're going to have to, um, you know, it's no real age limit. It's going to be open to, to women, you know, from the local uh, women's gridiron. So it's, it's, it, we want to make it a good day where everyone's there to learn and there'll be some guys who are academically eligible who can, who can you know, try and get scouted. Well, I think you're in for a pretty huge day, uh, and we'll give out the details of that uh, shortly. But I just want to quickly turn your attention uh, to the recent draft and free agency period. Mate, you must have been pretty excited with seeing some of your guys get uh, picked up by NFL teams. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a real... Um, it's sort of what they've been aiming for for the last four years, and that's, you know, you're there to get your opportunity. I mean, it's been great for Australia all around to... You know, to have positional players, we, yeah, we've got a couple of punters in, uh, in there. You know, Brad Craig, Lockie Edwards, you know, punters and kickers are, are getting their chance. Tommy Hackett's at the Jets, and now we've got, um, you know, this hasn't been announced yet, but we've got, um, you know, Jamie Keane's going to be doing the mini camp at the Panthers. Uh, yeah, we we thought he'd be picked up. Yeah, so, it, you know. We're trying to, we're, you know, we're trying to just make sure everyone gets their chance. But really, once you go to college and you're you're seen by everyone, you know, it's it's up to you to plant your flag and make sure that people want to pick you. But really, it, it is such a long journey for anyone trying to make it. It's uh, a process. It's going to take, you know, one, two, three years. You know, look at look at the Tom Hornsey, you know, great talent, very good, capable punter. Um, needs an opportunity and, and sometimes the opportunities aren't always there. And how's your, how's your feelings with um, Tom Hackett and Lachlan Edwards both going to the Jets? That must uh, tear your heartstrings a little bit to see two of your boys having to compete with each other. Well, look, from, that's the nature of the game. And to be honest, 
in the next five years, this is going to become a common occurrence. And it's not... I think what people need to realise, it's, it's not a personal attack on anyone else if two Aussies go up against each other. The teams want the best players. And if it's two Aussies, well, that's just it. And if you, if you give... I guess any guys doing the, you know, doing our program or, or go across there and get their opportunity at, at college level, then, yeah, they're going to realise that this is this is now something that they're involved in, and it doesn't matter whether you're up against another Australian or another American. You've just got to basically do your job and hopefully end up with a win at the end of the day. And the way Aussie punters are, are invading the NFL at the moment, in, you know, in the next decade they'll probably all be competing with each other because they're just the superior kicker of the football. Well, you know what? There's there's plenty of good US guys, and I, I've got no doubt that um, you know there's been a little bit of a splash. I guess we've got to make a few more guys stick and, and make sure they've got you know longevity and, and start to become experienced punters, and then there might be a little bit of a change. But all it's going to do is it's going to make the US guys work harder, and if they work harder, we've got to work harder and not just think it's going to roll on. So really, if we make the punting position and kicking position, and even from you know, skilled O line, D line. If we can, if we can keep developing that talent, it makes the game better, and that's sort of what we're after from our point of view. We just, you know, what it doesn't always need to be our guy, but by crikey, we're gonna we're gonna really make sure that we push everyone else to the limit, and the the cream rises to the top. Yeah, fantastic, mate. We know time is short. We appreciate you coming on. I just got one last question. You've broken the Jamie Keane news. Any other signings or anything you want to drop on us before you go? Uh, I won't, but we want to spread this out a little bit, but we've got three more. We're just right waiting to go. Mate, that's absolutely very exciting news. Just before you go, if you want to let our listeners know where they can find out more information about the Michigan camp. Well, look, okay, so it's um, uh, if we get onto Project Australia on Facebook or Twitter, we're going to start posting some stuff out, and when I get off my tail, I'll put some stuff on our website, and then we'll yeah we'll take it from there. But, look, it'll... it'll feed in shortly with you know where to register and when to register by but as we start to get more information from coaches uh, that information will come out but um, you know prokickaustralia.com or um, or get on our Facebook site and uh, I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun looking at the pictures I think we'll post a few a few pictures of our last uh, trip in July where we went through Michigan and um, yeah I think people get a real kick out of it fantastic Nathan so thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate it speak soon We turn our attention now to all the Australians in the NFL, and we're going to start right where uh, Nathan Chapman left off for us. Jamie Keane looks like he'll find himself on a roster shortly with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, that's exciting news. When we did say last week, and we were talking about it on the car ride in, actually, that we thought he'd land somewhere because he's he's just had such a good college career. It'd be hard to think he won't. Not a bad spot to land if he, if it is the Panthers. They've only got two punters on their roster. One they signed in February. I'm just getting their names up right now, and one who wasn't on their roster last year. That is. Uh, Michael Pilardi out of Tennessee, 23 years old, going into his second year in the NFL. And get ready for this, Swayze Walters. Awesome name. 28-year-old guy out of UAB who's only in his second year as well. So there's no definite guy there. So if Jamie Keane slots himself in, I would say after a you know, few days of minicamp, they've probably thought, okay, we need someone else here. I'm just thinking of what could have been happening. 
So he might be putting himself in with a good chance there. There's certainly no incumbent to compete with, and that's the hardest thing. Yeah, the you never want to be brought in as, as the camp leg against a guy who's been there for three years. That's the hardest um, guy Ask to, Tom to, to get out. Like prime Tom Horns, example. All the talent in the world, but couldn't get a goal because he couldn't beat out one of the best punters in the NFL. Yeah, two years in a row he was with um, Dallas Cowboys, couldn't get out of camp. Samu and Hill up at um, Indianapolis last year. He, he hasn't been signed yet this year either. But he had the same problem. Yeah, up against a really good incumbent. McCaffey. Yeah, one of the best in the league. The, the best, yeah, and, undoubtedly. And he punted really well. Yeah, but you can't throw those guys out. If they've already had a year of tape and everyone knows who they are, it's very difficult. But hopefully that gets announced. Pretty um, breaking news by, by Chappie there. Good on you. But hopefully that gets announced in the next couple of days and he can go in there and win himself a job and we can have another Australian starter. That would be, you know, hopefully three. Moving across to New York Giants with Brad Wing. Played the year last year. Looks pretty set. Um, I would imagine we'll see him make the roster this year. Oh, oh, I don't I don't like saying 100% because you just never know if he, he could get hurt, you know, to touch wood, but anything like that. But he's, as we said, he's the incumbent there. He's been outstanding. I haven't heard them sign anyone, to be honest. So if he's the only, they'll definitely have a camp leg there, but I haven't, they certainly haven't signed anyone um, notable, so I would say he's he's a definite second year starter there. I'm just he's the only guy, he's the only punter on their roster, so yeah, he should. Yeah, I think he should get the job. He should get that job comfortably, unless he stuffs up in camp. Moving south to the Pittsburgh Steelers and Jordan Berry punter. Now they have brought in some competition they for did. him. Will Monday punter out of Duke. He is a rookie. He was also on a lot of um, draft radars going into the draft. Uh, he obviously got out without being drafted, was picked up as an undrafted free agent by the Steelers. Barry had a good season last year without being outstanding. He was um, solid. This, will, tough, this is a genuine camp battle, I think. It's tough weather to punt in. Um, I think that people have taken that into account. When it gets cold, the football is a lot harder to kick. And if people don't know... Pittsburgh doesn't just get cold, it is freezing. So I think it's a difficult you know, environment to punt in. I would say the ball's in his court. If he goes in and punts as well as he did last, remember last preseason, he was competing with Brad, Brad Wing. Wing yeah. And they ended up trading Brad Wing to the Giants because they were both NFL caliber starters. And the Giants at that point had Steve Weatherford on their, on their roster, who they then cut, who yep. was a longtime punter. So, you know, this doesn't mean that Brad's um, that Jordan's going to not get the job. He's certainly in the box seat, but it's a legitimate competition, as all of them are, you know? Staying with guys who played last year, moving over to the San Francisco 49ers and Jared Hayne running back. Sorry, what team does he play for? The San Francisco Jared Haynes. The, the awful 49ers. I was in Sydney the other week, and someone said, have you seen the Jared Haynes over in, in San Francisco? So I think you mean the 49ers. They said, no, 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 they've changed their team name. They're, they're the Jared Haynes. I've got this jersey, you see. Right now, there are uh, seven running backs, if you count the fullback, at the 49ers right now. You would think that Carlos Hyde, um, Mike Davis are probably leading the way in that competition battle. Reggie Bush isn't still there, is he? No. No, he's gone. Now you've got um, Sean Drone, Dewan Harris, Calvin Taylor as well, and the fullback Bruce Miller is there. 
Dewan Harris is a, is a good running back. Now, they'll only keep four. Max. Four. The Bruce Miller will stay because he's a huge part of that offense, although it's Chip Kelly's offense now. So who knows whether the fullback will be a big part of that. However, I, I, I would I would predict him staying because he's been so good for them. Um, look, he'd want to have improved a lot because, this is going to sound harsh, hype won't save him this year. And let's be honest, no one. Well, we certainly didn't think he'd make the roster last year. No. We were very happy for Jared that he that he did make the roster. Don't get us wrong, but he certainly wasn't the most talented player they could have been signing. There are a lot better running backs in the in in the market of in the free agent market at that point. Um, fortunately for him, a lot of hype got surrounded. He had the highest selling jersey during the preseason. Um, thanks to all the Australians getting behind him, which again is fantastic. But. I don't think the hype, the hype will definitely not be there this year because no. it's, it's, he's, he's run that race. So hopefully he's had enough time to really improve his game because the fumbling on kick return, on punt returns and kick returns and the averaging you know, two yards a carry, that won't get it done if there's nothing else surrounding him. So look, I don't think he'll make the roster, but I said this last season. So if he you could have a big improvement. To put a percentage on it, what do you reckon chances he makes the 53? Twenty percent. Yeah, I got maybe a horrible a feeling. It's that lower, low as well. Maybe lower. And it's, and this is not nothing against him. I'm not saying I, I'm analysing him as I'd analyse any other player. Just because he's Australian, I'm not going to give a different analysis to him. There's Cowboys players on the Cowboys roster, running backs there that aren't going to make the roster, and that's just the hard and cold facts of the NFL. Um, I just think if he hasn't improved, which let's be honest, what's he? Twenty eight years old now. It's got to be something like at that. At 28, he's not getting faster. He's certainly not getting... He, he might get more NFL strong, but that's about it. He, he's certainly not... He's, if anything, he's getting slower. Yeah. And, you know, he might learn how to pass protect a bit better and, and that kind of stuff, but I, I just don't see... I just don't see him making the roster, to be perfectly honest. So time will tell. He might have a mass improvement. I know NFL.com had something on him today saying that he's going to improve, but, you know, words are nothing to me. Fair enough. Turning our attention to some players that got drafted second round pick. 63 overall, Adam Gotsis out of Georgia Tech going to the Denver Broncos. I'd be pretty confident to say 100% he'll make the roster. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's going to walk on that roster. Um, interesting to say, I, I saw he's, he got his number announced. 96. 96. So that's the same as his college number, which is great. You know, it's good when a guy can keep his, um, keep his college number in the pros. A lot of the skill positions can't because they all wear the number single rules. digits and you can't wear that in the NFL. Look, he's definitely going to make that roster. I would say I'm not even going to give you a percentage on him making the roster. It's 100. Uh, but I'm going to give you a percentage of him being a starter. And at this point, I'd say he's a 50-50 chance to be a starter. Malik Jackson left that defense. So they're trying to fill that void. He's an exceptional interior lineman. He's built exactly the same as Derek Wolf. This is a guy who you know works hard. You've seen him work hard. He is going to make it there. If he can start, that is a huge, huge effort for him, and you know, hopefully he gets there. Look, we've we've been in contact with Adam. Hopefully, we'll have him on the show in the next couple of weeks. We'd love to, but good luck to him. I'd say he's definitely going to make the roster, no doubt about that. And he'll be competing for a starting spot. He'll certainly be a situational pass rusher. He will play a lot for Denver. Seventh round pick, Lockie Edwards out of Sam Houston State, the punter. We're going to do two in one here because yeah. they're battling for the same spot to the New York Jets, who also then signed undrafted free agent Tom Hackett, punter out of Utah. We talked about this with Chappie really quickly earlier. 
the one good thing to come out of this is we're almost certainly going to get another Australian into the NFL here. It's just a matter of which one it'll be. Oh, look, one of them's going to be the start. I'd be highly surprised if they, unless they both struggle and they bring in a, a, Someone a veteran. Someone else, yeah. Which is all, this is people don't get in the NFL. It's always a possibility. Yeah, if you're not getting it done, <laughs> it's, it's see you later. They'll just get someone who it can. Is, it is, NFL's a lot like a, like a building site. If you're not getting it done, they'll find another chippy to come and do it. That's exactly. <laughs> Experienced that a few times. Yeah, I have. I'm, see you, James. I'm, I'm the guy coming in to, to fix everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, it, it's, it's the nature of the beast and that business is tough. I would say one of them will get there because they've both been incredibly successful punters. I would have thought that Tom would have got drafted and Lockie would have been the undrafted guy, but it's been the other way around. Seventh round and undrafted, not a big difference. Um, obviously, they weren't sure they'd be able to get either of them, as un- both of them as undrafted free agents, so they've drafted one. And Tom Hackett was signed incredibly quickly. Within you know 15 minutes of the draft ending, he was signed. One of the first guys to sign. So I would say there was... I don't want to put Tom in any trouble, but there might have been a little bit of pre... Uh, pre-finished draft finish negotiation there. It's interesting. Hopefully what we get out of it is Jordan Berry and Brad Wing from last year where they both excel and then the Jets find another starting spot, you know, trade off to a team that doesn't have a punter. Hey, punters get injured. You know, a guy could hurt himself and someone needs to replace one at the last minute. That's the best case scenario. I would say at this point, it's a, there's no leader in that race for me. There are a 50-50 chance for one of them to make that roster. Yep. Heading back out heading back out to the San Francisco 49ers with guard Blake Muir out of Baylor. Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is this guy's a hard guy to find um information on. There's just not a lot on him. Um look, he's an undrafted guard going into a Chip Kelly system. He's known for his power. He's probably a little bit undersized, you know, he's one point, you know, 195 centimeters, which isn't massive for a guard, 134 kilos, which I know sounds big, but for, you know, NFL players, it's not that big. So he's a little bit undersized. He's a powerful guy. He plays with a ton of effort. Look, it's going to be difficult for him. I'm feeling a little bit the same way with Jared Hayne. Hopefully, Hundred thousand people buy his jersey and help him make a roster because, and but it won't happen because he's not from the NRL and he doesn't have a bunch of Sydney morons following him around. He's from Sydney though. Oh well, he's from he Sydney. Might so have a chance, you know. Maybe, maybe there are some Sydney morons that will buy. My concern is they have fifteen O linemen on the roster right now. Same they got far six guard, six tackles. There's five that are listed as guards right now. Then there's another one, two, three, four, five, six that are just listed as linemen. Which one of which Blake is? It it's an uphill battle. Being an undrafted free agent is not easy. You know, no. it's it's by no means a ticket. Let's ask you this: because they go think from ninety to, to training, do you think you'll get to training camp? I hope so. I hope he does. That's what I'm hoping for. If you can get yourself into training camp, if you don't make the roster, at least you can experience the ride, experience the NFL. You know, play in one of the preseason games and get because the first cuts after training camp is until after the second preseason game so you'll get to play one maybe two well, games potentially because you and I both know there's still a lot of movement a lot of moving out of, of camp and- uh, sorry out of rookie mini camps which are happening yeah. last weekend and this weekend getting out of that into that 
first camp, and as everyone who's seen Hard Knocks, there's guys who report to camp, and before even the first day of practice, they're cut that night because something happens and they have to make a roster move. Someone gets injured, someone, you know, you lose a cornerback on IR, so then you've got to fill a cornerback spot and some, something's got to give. Yep, and when there's a, you know, undrafted rookie free agent who they're all sitting at the bottom of that pile and they say, okay, we've got to make a move here. We're probably set here. That's the person who goes. It's just brutal. It's a brutal business. Which is, is it's tough. And I said, I hope Blake can get to training camp so he can experience that. So then he understands. Because I would imagine, I've never been cut from the NFL before, but I can imagine. No, I haven't actually. I've been cut from a few other places, but never from the NFL. <laughs> I would uh, I would imagine that being cut from the NFL the first time would be a hard experience, uh, and you have to be pretty tough and to keep working at it because it is it's co- it's costly if you're not on a roster. It's costly, you know. You you earn the big money when you get signed, but for these undrafted guys, they're earning peanuts, and you know maybe a, you know a couple of grand a week, which isn't bad, but they're putting up. You know, they've got to find accommodation. They've got to travel. If you get cut all of a sudden, you've got, you know, yeah, you've just been paid five grand, but you've got to buy flights. What is, is Blake going to fly back to Australia? Does he go and just train somewhere? Does he go back to Baylor? And this is why I think the colleges do such a great job. And, you know, we spoke to Hornsey, who was still in oh, Memphis. Memphis, sorry. Still in Memphis training and living there because they were helping him. And, like, that's the kind of support those guys need. Hopefully, he can get to training camp. I would say him making the final roster, the percentage would be around 5% at yeah. this point. Yeah, I makes it too, but I I agree. It'll be yeah. somewhere down there. Um, the next person who is on a roster right now, Brad Craddock, Cleveland Browns kicker out of Maryland. This is a genuine competition. This kicking um, kicker's job in the Browns, there's every chance he can win this. Who is their other kicker? I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it too. I, I'm, I'm almost... I think their kicker from last year is gone. I have a feeling that he's their only kicker, which would make it a very not genuine competition. <laughs> They'd have to bring in someone else. Oh yeah, he, he's not going to be the only guy there. But I've got oh Travis Coons. Sorry, oh, that's a that's a rough name. It's <laughs> a rough enough name for a white kicker in the NFL. Um, I think he's definitely in a competition there. He was he drafted or signed? undrafted free agent? Okay, so he's he's not drafted, so there's no commitment there for a long term contract. There's no four year. Uh, people don't understand when you're drafted, you go into an instant four year contract. Um, first rounders get a first all first rounders get a fifth year option, which has to be done before your fourth year starts. So it's be done at the end of your third year. Um, I would say, yeah, he's he's in the competition, so I would give his chance fifty fifty with, with kickers. It's not it's, a good, it's a good cut, camp, and you're it is in. it is cut or dry. If you kick better percentage than the other guy, you're in. They're not going to go. Okay, this guy's kicking ninety percent, but this guy's kicking seventy percent, but he can kick a sixty yarder. They're going to go. We want the ninety percent guy because he's going to put points on the board every single time we ask him to. That is what a kicker is there for to put points on the board. Like the Tampa Bay took one in the second round purely for that reason because they want points on the board whenever they can get them. He will have a tough job. He'll have a tough battle. Travis Coons is the incumbent, which is always difficult, as we said. But I would say they are on a 50-50 chance right now. Certainly, according to the odds, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of others to talk about just before we get out of, get out of here. Um, Jesse Williams, unfortunately, still hasn't found his way onto a roster since uh, the bout with cancer. 
he's currently an undrafted free agent. A couple of other sorry, he's not undrafted. undrafted. Oh, sorry, he's, he's currently a free, a free agent, agent. Un- 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 unrestricted free agent. agent. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, um, we'll just say it. It's, I do feel for Jesse because I feel like Alabama didn't do the right thing by yeah, that, him. Oh, I kind of get that feeling too. They really used him up. He played hurt in that senior year. His and knees played were all very sorts well. of dramas. He he didn't play as well as he did in his junior year. But if he'd come out then, he I reckon his career would have been completely second, different. Yeah, second round pick probably. Now he went in the fifth because of injuries. I don't think Alabama did the right thing by him. Now, I'm sure if you ask him that question, I'd love to have him on and talk to him. I'm sure if you ask him that question, he probably disagrees and says that he wanted to play and all that stuff. And you know what? In the heat of the moment, that is what you want to do. You're a kid. You're playing at college. You're going on to try and win your third national championship. You want to play. But I think at some point, and it's a bit of a gripe of mine, doctors and and schools and programs need to think of the person because this is a guy who could have had a successful NFL career from the way he played in college when he was healthy that now most likely won't due to the fact that they used and abused him in my opinion and then the cancer thing comes along which is incredibly unlucky and congratulations to him on beating that and recovering from that but I just feel for him for what I don't think Alabama did the right thing. And that's my gripe, and it happens way too often for my liking. Look at Alabama running backs, why a lot of them don't work in the NFL mm. is because they are busted. Trent Richardson's a prime example. 300 yeah. carries for two seasons in a row. It's not good. Yeah, I really I really hope someone gives him a chance. Oh, me too. And you know what? It's early. He's a big yep. run stuffer. They, you can't just walk down the street and find a guy that's 6'4 and 160 kilos. You don't find them walking around. So... Hopefully someone gives him a shot if he can prove that he's that he's healthy and his knee's right. Yep. And then the last one on to touch on really quickly, Alex Keneal out of Wake Forest. Um, broke a bunch of NCAA records because he had to kick all the time. Um, unfortunately, they weren't very good, so he did a lot of punting. He's the only one left out of the seven who were in the draft this year who's currently not on a roster. So we obviously wish him all the best and hope he finds his way you know, onto a, so a many, camp battle somewhere. Just so many Aussie punters. The other guy, anything from Tom Hornsey? We, we should have asked. Um... Uh, no, unfortunately, he hasn't been given an opportunity anywhere. Sam Irwin Hill, who was on a roster last year, hasn't been given an opportunity. And unfortunately, Joel Wilkinson, um, former cut. AFL player, uh, was cut before they even got to rookie and, yeah, camp. And, and here's a prime example. Arizona drafted three cornerbacks or two cornerbacks in the draft yep. and it's do we keep this guy we have no idea if he can play or do we keep two college kids that we sorry do we drop drop a college kid that we know can play um this is where it's difficult for those guys you know, they also cut two other people just to get their roster down to 90 exactly. two of, another one was a, a cornerback as well exactly um, so hopefully he can get himself picked up you know hopefully tom Hornsey can too because the more aussies we have in the nfl the more exciting it is in my opinion um, and saying that, you know, hopefully all the guys on the rosters keep them. Absolutely. Now, to finish off the show today... Exciting news. Well, first thing we need to announce, we'll be moving off Wednesdays onto Fridays. Um, while we're one week, mm-hmm. uh, one show a week, then as we get closer to the season, we'll be switching to two shows a week. Two shows a week. We've, SEN have given us the green light. They've said... With the nothing we pay you, you can use more time. To and if anyone wants to sponsor us, feel free to get in oh, contact with us on Twitter. Absolutely. Yeah, sponsorship is... We will pump the F out of whatever you want us to pump up if you give us money to it. What do you mean by F? Like EFF? Yeah, sure. 
No, no, I've got to run the board. I don't know how to take beeps out yet, so no swearing. Okay, no swearing. Sorry, I really wanted to drop <laughs> um, So, obviously, that's really exciting for Come us. Come on, get drop, to the good news. drop on a Friday night. Come on! Stop screaming into I'll the I'll scream all I want, Richard! It's my birthday. It is his birthday tomorrow. We're tomorrow to it is. Um, so, what we're doing is two shows a week. Puts a little bit more strain on us. We are doing it in the evenings. So, what we want to do is add a third permanent member... To the podcast, we asked Chris. He said, "I'm going to be honest, guys. I know nothing about football." I think, which I, which think I said, he "We already said, know." We're um, being polite. He said, "You can have anyone but your cousin J.A. <laughs> <laughs> I don't laugh, Chris. It's freaking mean. It's a joke. Everyone who's listening home doesn't get that. So, <laughs> except for my cousin. for all those people who are listening and say, "You know what? I'd love to be on that show. That sounds like great Especially fun." Especially if you want to pay us. Yeah, and mum, mum, that doesn't mean you. You know, you can't be on the show. So, what we want people to do is send an email to nflsenpodcast at gmail.com. Now, I'm going to register that, and hopefully it's available. But if it's not, <laughs> we'll put we'll something us. else out. Or tweet at us that you want to be involved. We'll get in touch with you. We'll be asking for a short two-minute sec or take. On something. On something we will we give, give you something. You. Now, just f- let people know that whatever they record becomes our intellectual property and we oh, may yeah, use we'll that use as we see fit. Yeah. So be very careful what you record. Um, now, I'm not saying we're going to make fun of anyone because we would not do that. But if, Not not on the podcast. Not on the podcast. Oh, no, we'll do it in private. <laughs> but if, uh, if you say something funny or do something funny, we will use it. But in saying that, if you do something funny, you've got a bit of a chance of getting on that third chair. Also, uh, we look very much forward to hearing from a lot of people. So I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. And, you know... Male, female, old, young, we don't care. We want people to know NFL, no fanboys or fangirls, okay? I don't care if you're the biggest Jets fan in the world. We want people who know everything about other clubs as well. We don't want you coming on boasting about your own team. And I think, did we make the rule no no New England Patriots fans whatsoever? Yeah, because that's why I wasn't doing it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> no, New England Patriots fans are fine. Yeah. They haven't got Tom Brady for four games, so we can hear their tears. I'm very excited for it, though. So, yeah, once again, SEN, NFL podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> You're just doing it as we talk. I'm creating it now. Did so you get sh- it? So it should work. Or tweet at us. Um, as you know what, forget that. It's easier. Just tweet at SEN America or <laughs> tag James and I in. If they stopped listening two minutes ago and they're trying to email us. Well, they should have kept listening. Um, they might have been busy. They might have been on and a drive to somewhere and they got to where they needed to go two minutes ago. And We're now going to be late run. because of you. And you want to run my board. I can run the board, clearly. I can't talk. It's my problem. <laughs> so that's, that's a way better idea. Hit us up on Twitter, at SEN America. Say you want to be involved. We'll get in touch. Send over a two-minute video or a two-minute soundbite on a take that we'll give you. Best one, we'll have you on. We really do need you to be available twice a week. It'll be Mondays. It'll be Fridays, especially in season. Um, studios are in Richmond. If you want to be involved, just hit us up. And if you have any more questions... Hit us up. That too. And if you want to call, here's Richard's phone number. Oh, I don't want me to give you phone number out. Okay, I won't do that. No one's going to call me. <laughs> <laughs> In closing, thanks for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow James on Twitter at Jartha6594. You can follow me at Richard03. You can follow SEN America at SEN America. Send us a message if you want to be our new co-host. Until next week, for 
James Arthur, for our producer Chris Tyler, for our special guest Nathan Chapman. I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. Richie's been anal again, and then he's going to get some anal.